Look at me. What you perceive creates an illusion of who I am. You don't know me. <laughs> you don't know me. These arms hold the weight of my ambition. These hands craft efficiency. I built machines that gather light and give energy to my needs. Solar panels that power to make our future green. You don't know me. You just see me. My fingers are on the pulse of man's quest. I build robotics to inform what's next. And these innovations lie our success. You don't know me. I will belong to no limits. I code, I build, I create, I make. You don't know me. You don't know me. You don't know me. But you will. As my one-year anniversary approaches in less than a month, I bring you one of the most unique guests I've ever had on the show. Breaking into is next. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Lives. Breaking into. Hello and welcome to another edition of Black Hollywood Lives Breaking Into. I am your host, James Law Jr. And of course, you can follow me at James Law Jr. All where James Law Juniors are found. It's actually, only, I think it's only one. It's just me. I'm not sure. My father's James Lott Sr. I have another guy who has a suffix, too. He's a yes, junior also. Yes. yes. We're the juniors. I have, a, I have a question to ask you about that, actually. Okay. It's about that. Um, he, is, he is a flight surgeon. Okay, folks. Like, I, first I was like, what does that mean exactly? <laughs> We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. Cause like, okay, you're in the air. Are you flying at the same time? And No. Right. But he's a, he was a flight surgeon in the Air Force. Yep. Thank you for your service. Yeah, absolutely. Well. Um, but he, he's, done, he's done so much. He's also a persistence coach. Which I want to talk about things. I'm a life coach also too, so I yeah. want to talk about what that is exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's currently as, works as a medical director with the MBA, of course, in Sacramento. Um, and I mean, just I mean, I, we're, gonna, we're just gonna get right into it because he has so much to talk about. Dr. Clarence Lee Jr. Yes, indeed. that's right. <laughs> Thanks, See, the fans. Thanks friends. for having me. Oh, I like that. I like that. We okay. So you're a junior like I am. Yeah. And I feel all the time when people say, "Oh, you're James Lott." No, I'm James Lott Jr. Yes. I mean, how do you feel about your juniorness? Ooh, I don't want to go too deep, too early. Yeah, in the, do it. Go, go deep. Uh, go early. Do well, it. Well, well, I'll tell you what. My dad, my dad wasn't around when I was uh, when I was younger. Okay. Um, and uh, having him give me his name actually made me feel that I was important to him, and so enough so that he'd give me his name, and so I always included the uh, the Clarence Lee Jr. on everything, just because you know I just kind of felt like, hey, you know. We have a great relationship now, but in, when I was younger, it really meant a lot to me that he gave me his name. I have, I have the uh, my my father is very he's very high in the um, medical field here in Southern California, um, and so we have two different careers. Um, so it's funny when I got his name for a while, I was working in the same career for a while. I used to be, I'm a former nurse and I okay. work and stuff. So we were kind of, it was like, I had to live up to the name a little bit. Uh, now I'm in a separate career. So it's kind of like, now I can be myself, but I'm still James Lott Jr. I feel really strongly about the James Lott Jr. name. Yeah. My, my son's the third. You did it. Hey, girls. <laughs> hey, girls. Yeah. You'll see him. You'll meet him. In the- <laughs> yeah, it's like, I didn't get any sons like, like that. So I could do the third, but yeah, I got, I get the, but it's, just, but it's one of those things people always ask me, do you feel like you, I can ask this to you too. Do you feel like it's a, a burden being a junior? I'm like, no, What's no, 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 no. No, no, no. Junior's unique. It's me. I'm, I'm the only the junior. <laughs> no, I'm that's the right. one. I'm, I'm the one of those. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So one of the things you have is you had a book called "Well, My Mom Says." Oh yeah. Which I like that, and yeah. uh, it's words of wisdom, and it's we can talk persistence coaching. But yeah. uh, so, how important is your mom? Oh, she was everything growing up for yeah. me. Honestly, um, like I said, my, my me and my dad didn't develop our relationship until later, and so my, I went to my mom for everything. Yeah. Um, I feel like in the black community, that's very common, you know. Yeah. And so, yes. as I, um, you know, as I as I kind of strived in life and, and said I wanted to do certain things, I came up with this line. Well, my mom says when folks were asking me, "Well, why do you think you can do blah 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 blah? Why do you think you're smart enough to do this?" And I'd be like, "Well, my mom says that." Okay. I'm special. And then that was the end of the story. <laughs> I was like, okay, all right, dude, your mom said it. Okay, we're going to leave yeah, it alone. Yeah, that's why. She said it. That's why. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And where'd you grow up? Kansas City, Missouri. Love Kansas City. Yeah. I, was, I was just telling somebody the other day, I want some Gates Barbecue right now. Oh, some burnt, that's I big time. Burnt I want some burnt ends right now. Put it out there, Gates Barbecue. Uh, you got to get some. Okay, here's the thing about, okay, so here's the about Gates Barbecue, which kills me. Oh, just, just in the Midwest, I love the Midwest. My family's in Kansas. I used to go visit. 
you get like a box of meat for like thirteen ninety nine. <laughs> when I first went, the first time I went, there, I was like, mixed plate, baby. I, that's what I got. I was like, it's all this meat. I'm like, oh my god, I'm rich. Um, and it was all delicious. I mean, I love when they yell everything out. It's just, I just, I love, I love Gates, which yeah. is a, which is a nice uh, Gates chain Barbecue, there. Kansas City, Missouri. If you go, you gotta have Gates. You have to, you have to do that. So good, so good. I like Kansas City. What what is the Midwest? What have you carried on with you from the Midwest, living in other places? Um, you know, I did medical school in Philadelphia, okay. and um, I just probably say that just that just homey feeling yeah. good to people type of thing. You know, yeah. like I, when I first moved to Philly, I got a pretty funny story. When I first moved to Philly, first time I got on the subway, oh, the lady's man. behind this glass little little hole. She's behind that. And she goes, I walk up and she goes, what? <laughs> That's and, and I'm like, I start apologizing because I thought I did something. Am I in the wrong line? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, I'm not from here. I'm trying to figure out where to go. And uh, she ended up being a really, really nice lady. But she was like, what do you want? Where do you want to go? What yeah, do you want to do? Yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. That's East Coast. Um, and so that, that you know, I'd probably say uh, I never left. You know, me, I'm nice. I talk yeah. to people, elevator. I say hi. Everybody looking at the ground on that's their phone. That's so Midwest. That's, that's yeah. So oh, my God. That way. Yeah, so when I go to a high V or a price chopper... <laughs> I know my stuff. Oh, I know man, my stuff. You I know do. my stuff. I know you my do. stuff. Uh, when I go there and they comment on your food. So I get the beans, like the little beans. When we get a Hy-Vee, and she said hy I was like, that's right, Marissa, you know hy And she's like, and it was like, so yeah, um, the beans, I just like, all those yams. I love those yams. Well, I made them last week. I'm like, and no one gets upset in line. Everybody just kind of waits. You yeah. know, in California, you're like, can you, can right. you hurry up? Like, Come on, bitch, can you hurry up? Yeah, 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 go. <laughs> but no, in, in the Midwest and in Canada, everybody's just like, nah, yeah. man, it's easy going. It's, it's, easy, going. it's easy going, saying hi, speak to people you don't know. Yeah. I'm very common. I love, and I love, <laughs> I do, I love that very much. Um, okay, so, okay, so, I want to get to the, we have the coaching thing and we have mm-hmm. the, and the stuff. Okay, so I'm going to start with the coaching thing. We'll get back mm-hmm. to the flight thing then, too. Mm-hmm. Okay, I came to coaching later in life. I'm a little older than I look. Um, you know, us black folks, how we do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I came to it, and it became my calling. It was one, it was a calling. It, it called out to me, I felt. Um, with all your – I say you had all this other experience. Yeah. Did this coaching kind of come to you saying where was it like a calling to you? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So I, I, I'd probably say, um, you know, I, I got to it from practicing medicine. So um, when I got into medicine, I wanted the platform. So I wanted to be able to – you know, make a positive impact in people's lives through through the practice of medicine. You know, as I got into medicine and corporate medicine, oh, yeah. um, I started to have less and less time with the patient. You know, mm-hmm. less and less time with the patient to keep the lights on. You got You got to keep it running. Well, yeah. anyway, I wasn't able to go as deep as I wanted to. And even though I could give a give a patient a, a prescription and say this is what you need to do to improve your life, they weren't always motivated to do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so then the deep then the deeper questions come. You know, yes, why aren't know. you, why is it not, yes. you know, then, then that's when it, so that's how I got into the kind of this coaching space of, you know, teaching people about persistence and teaching people about the importance of continuing on. Um, and so I kind of, I kind of, my foundation of that it took me, took me five years to get into medical school Okay. and people ask me all the time, you know, what did I think was going to happen after three? What you thought, you thought, you know, I'm going to change It's three years, three years, you still ain't in, what's up? Um, but you know. I I think most people know what they want to do. They have a vision for their lives, um, and I just think they give up too early. I okay. I you you hit something because we're going to use some school you guys out there a little bit because we're going to be life coach to coach. I actually agree with that. I feel like people do know, yep. but either they either they give up early or they figure they can't do it or they don't really know the route to kind of. They know the route, but they're afraid to unlock the route to go do it. Yeah, there are some people. I'm here just to help. I'm like a condo. I'm here to help you get from A to B. I know you already you already know what B is. Just gotta yeah. just gotta get there. Yeah, and and a lot of it is 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 mental coaching. You yes, know, a lot of it yes. is psychology. And so, you know, most of the book, that's I mean, that's what I talk about. Yeah, you know, kind of these foundational thoughts that are going to allow you to persist because everybody everybody's hurt. Don't quit, right? Yeah, don't knowing it is that's not it. Everybody knows yeah. what to do. I feel like it's just. How can I continue to do it after, you know, 50 doors have closed or, you know, where do I, you know, how do I draw down deep and, and pull out that drive when nothing looks like it's going to work for me? And you're right. It, it is the later stuff. It is like, okay, first you, you're excited. You're going to do this. Yep. Yeah, whatever. It is that kind of month five, uh, you know, or month six. I mean, it's New Year's resolution. Yes, exactly. That's how it is. It's February, March, April. January you're like, to gym hot. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Treadmill's popping. It's, it's so true. <laughs> 
And then February comes. Yeah, February, like, March, April, and yeah. then you see who you see who's real. You yeah. know. Yeah, that's true. And I think that's and that's so I like when you so I read that it was persistence. I I had a feeling that's exactly what. It was, but do you have a way you describe persistence? Code? If someone says, "What's a persistence coach?" What do you say? Yeah. So I I basically tell them I I, I teach people how to keep going toward their vision. I mean, it's as simple as simple as that. And like I said, everybody kind of knows what they want. Everybody has a vision for their life. You know, I, I teach people how to continue in that, you know. Um, and I, I, I think I think a lot of it, uh, you know, draws from just kind of internally. Why do you want to do something in the first place? You know what I mean? Yeah. And so if I can get you to connect with your why, I can get you to connect with some pain that's associated <laughs> with not doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I, you know, oh, if you don't do it, you're going to feel this way. If you do it, you're going to get this, yeah. you know. So, um, but no, it's great. It's great work. It's great work. I do, you know, write, speak. Yeah. All about keep going. Well, a lot of it, you know, and some people always say, well, it's habit. It's, it's, it's developing the habit of doing it. Yes. The habit of working towards it. The Because ha- a lot of times it's just kind of, once you develop that and you're used to doing something every day towards it, yeah. and then it yeah. kind of works, right? Yeah, stay dedicated to the action is what I say. You know, when you're dedicated to taking action, massive action, doing everything that you want to do. The thing, the thing that, this is typically how the conversation goes when I ask somebody what they want to do. They tell me, oh, I want to do this. I feel like I can do this. I feel like I can do that. Okay, great. All right, we got it. Cool. Okay. You want to do this. We ready to rock. What'd you do today? Right, and then the, there's, there's 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 birds chirping. Right, right. Oh, but you about you, you about this life. Mm-hmm. This is what you want to do. What'd you do today? Yeah, <laughs> like you know you know what I mean. So I, I help people kind of put these plans of action in place yeah. and stick to it. Is there a difference for you? Uh, have you seen a difference in age groups in terms of their dedication? To- yes. So I would probably say um, I think people. I'm I'm 35, so I think people. 30s, 40s, I, I think they kind of grew up on my era, kind of grew up in this, you know, hard work, put in your time. It's me, you know, work, I'm, I'm 47. Work, you know, work it, yeah. toward whatever retirement. But this this idea that it's going to take some time was kind of ingrained in, Completely. you know, people work 20 years, pension. I mean, that was yes. my era, right? Yeah. It's going away now. People, you know, these retirement plans aren't there. But the idea was that you're going to be staying at something. People stay on their jobs 30 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, my True. dad retired from the post office 30-something okay. years, right? Mm-hmm. Now, the younger folks, I've uh, 20s, even getting ready to be 30s, yeah. they want to quit. They want things to happen real fast. They wanted to pop this, and you know, they wanted to boom. But put that. It's so funny. <laughs> like I have, a t- sure. I have a 10-year-old daughter. Okay. And there's this place called, oh, I can't remember the name of the place, but... It's where you get instruments. You go in and you get to play instruments and you get to do a recording of your song. So she oh, wow. likes to sing and play instruments <laughs> and all this stuff. And I kid you not, we get out of there. They give us a little CD. We're playing it in the car. My 10-year-old daughter says, Dad, when's my song going to be on the radio? Wow. Like, <laughs> like, I ain't your manager. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have any I'm like, are you kidding yes. me? Like, this is supposed to be on the radio like tomorrow, right? Right. But yeah, that's, that's just how it is. Yeah, it's just not that you know that the idea that things that things take time. You know what I mean? And nothing's wrong with that. Right. Nothing's wrong with that. I mean, you know, if, if you if you could be a doctor after a year, right. You know what I'm saying? Well, see, you know, I, I mean, mean, I have a problem with some of these these, these programs. <clears throat> you want to take care of patients in six months? I'm like, no. <laughs> I don't want to take care of me in six months. Come I'm on sorry. Now. Come on now. I went to school for years becoming a nurse. I had to work it out. Yeah. But it, but it's so but it's so true. We my generation really thinks of. We know that it takes time to get yeah, somewhere. Right, we right. know there's no overnight success. We, like, yeah. we know it's, and we just, we kind of get, we settle up. But in some cases, we kind of rely on it a little too much sometimes. And then inertia sets in sometimes. Uh-huh. We're thinking, well, it'll happen one day, right? If I just keep, like, well, then you got to actually do some things too. Yeah. I yeah, found yeah. that too. Yeah. And it's, and, and that overnight success sometimes is, you know, comes after 10 years of preparation yeah. too, right? Yeah. Because then you're ready. You're ready to pop. Opportunity door opens. Boom. Yeah. I'm ready. You yeah. Know? But I just wonder for you, in terms of your 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 clients, has it presented a problem for you either direction? Um, in terms of no, not necessarily. Okay. I think you know you set you set the framework in place, and you know from what point of reference they're coming from, and then that's how you that's how you kind of address it. If it's younger folks, it's I'm 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 I'm, I'm stomping more on you oh, know funny. stay after stay after stay yeah. after it. You know, yeah. um, so it just depends on who who the person is. Um, and so how so I know you do you also did some stuff this summer, didn't you? Uh, was it the Boss Summer Camp? 
Yeah. So yeah, they're yeah, from Missouri yeah. Males of Color, which yeah. I'm very, I'm very, uh, uh, the direction, it's under the direction of Jerry Rice. Yeah. Oh, you know who that is. You know who that is. Google him. Yeah, Business 49ers. of Success uh, after, uh, after Sports. Tell about so, that. That sounds good. Yeah, so Everett Glenn, he's a, um, He's a lawyer, sports agent type guy that started the nonprofit. And his, you know, his whole idea, if you sit down and talk to him, he's like, you know, we, we need to tap into the, the, the capital of our young athletes and teach them how to be successful outside of sports, right? Oh so you get in the NBA, you do these things, but, you know, how do you be successful afterwards? I think Magic is a great example of that. You know, he's kind of parlayed his NBA career into an amazing entrepreneurial, you know, career i mean he's 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 doing extremely well and so that's that that's you know that's the basis of the nonprofit. but my work in in that uh you know in that space is honestly as i extended the ladder even in the military and in academia more degrees i got the higher up i got the less people look like me yes you know and then you start asking questions well why is that and everybody has their whatever yeah. excuse they want to say of why that is. But at the end of the day, like, it was a problem, you know. And so I wanted to do something about it. I wanted to use my life to do something about it. And so I started mentoring. And, you know, I'm, I'm all over the place doing that work because yeah. that's, that's where I'm most passionate about. You know, I see, I, see, I see young black boys and I see myself. And I know it's not necessarily what the world puts on you. What they say you're supposed to be is really about what you believe in yourself. And so, you know, with my persistence coaching, with my coaching, with my speaking and my writing, it's more of speaking to that individual, like speaking to their heart, who they are, their inner person, and, and lifting them up and encouraging them. Well, one of my models is lift each other up, pay it forward, and share knowledge. That's, oh, my, yeah. that's my big thing here. Oh, they and you, just, you just spoke part of that in there. And one of the why I have you on my show is because I'm trying to show people out there, I have a predominantly black audience, yeah, yeah. Um, that we come in many different Profession. Oh yeah, we out here now. Come on now. Yes, I mean like, like we so, out okay. Here. But I'm saying that we're not, and that's why I'm saying I wanted to really mention that you mentor men of color, young men of color, because yeah. we're on Black Hollywood Live. We're on, but we can talk black stuff. Yeah, okay, it good, is, good, I, good. I, I mean, I, I want to talk about because I mean, cause I, we're gonna talk some black stuff for a second. We're both, we're both black men who have worked very hard where we are today, but we came up in a, sem- a semi-different era. It's tough for black men out there today, and the young yeah. black men today have it really tough. And I, yeah. I don't envy them at all. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 rough, and you know, I I think for me, you know, I want to work on the thought process that is going on in the young men's head. Like in your head, what do you think is possible? What do you think about yourself, right? And you know, I, I always try to contrast it with what you see on TV or what main media is going to make yes. you feel feel yes. about yourself or yes. what somebody that hasn't had the opportunity to interact with a lot of people like you are going to say about you, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I base my work in building the, in, the individual up so it's, you know, personal development, develop that inner person. Mm-hmm. So then when you go out into this, you go out into society and they want to put this stuff on your head, you know who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, you know who you are. So when I see young brothers out and it's, you know, my dad, he he didn't he didn't let me wear my pants down. Like my dad was a marine, my a marine. Wow! I was trying to come up in the house with. Oh, it was not happening. Okay, and so I know, and and you know, the generation is the same. But this is where, you know, I'm glad you talk about this. This is one of the the controversial things, and I've had I've, I want to I want to bring it up because I got I, so I, I got a lot of people that disagree with me on this. Okay, let's do it. Uh, <laughs> I'm ready. So I do not believe that a person should be judged on. How they look, okay. right? So a lot of people say, well, you know, if you're trying to be successful, then you need to you need to look the part. You need to dress like this. You need to speak like this. You need to do that. Well, who gave that person the power to set the tone on what is appropriate dress, right? Yeah. And so I tell my wife, I, I go out and I, I have these things they call I call them public education days. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Public education days. We we're going to go and educate. And the only question my wife asked me is, you going to bring the chain out today? That's the chain. Oh, my God. So I got my J's. I got my fitted hats. I got, I got my Run DMC oh, shirts. What was okay. fresh about when I grew up, what was fresh, I still think that's fresh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Crease my pants, it still looks oh, good. So you understand funny. what I'm saying? I, I to do that too. So I go out, public oh, education God. days, and I interact with the community. Yeah. And then I have conversations, and I let them tell me what they think. About somebody that looks like me. And then I educate them. Yeah. Right? So I had one lady, and I'll tell it quick, but I got my wife's, my wife's wedding ring from Jared's. We're going to Jared's to get a ring service. We're getting a ring serviced, first of all. And the lady comes, and she goes, um, 
uh, an, an older an older uh, Caucasian lady. She goes, oh, yeah, God, you know, cool, cool, awesome. Like, so what are you doing? I said, well, I'm in the Air Force. <clears throat> and I'm reeling her in, right? I'm not giving. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to bait and hook, bait, hook. I'm in the Air Force. Oh, cool, cool, awesome. So, um, so after you get out of the military, do you like, okay, picture what she's seeing. It's yes. on my public ed- education day. So are you going to like um, – are you going to go to school and kind of like better yourself, like maybe get a degree or something? And I'm bait and hook, right? <clears throat> no, no, I'm done with school. I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> so you don't think that like maybe a college degree or, you know, could be something good for you? And, and I go, no, I have, I have a terminal degree. Like, so, uh, so a terminal degree, like, so what, like, what do you, I'm a doctor. <laughs> so, it gets better. So, so like a doctor, like you mean, so like a like a medical assistant, like what do you like? What do you mean, doctor? Doctor, like well, MD, like what? Well, MD medical school, yes, yeah. like I practice medicine. So funny. And then it was like, oh my gosh, you know, wow. But yeah. in that moment, you know. I was able to educate her to move away from some of these assumptions, right? And that's what I think, you know, I, I feel like that's what we have to do as a country is move away from, you know, making these assumptions or putting assumptions. Let the brother open his mouth. Let the young brother open his mouth and speak to you, right? Let him speak. He's, you know, you, you don't know what, you don't know what this dude has been through. I, I really like the, the intro about, yeah. uh, oh, you, you know, don't know me. Oh yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love yeah. that. You know, because it's, it's true. I mean, just interact, interact. But it's a very controversial thing though. You're saying, you're right. saying it's, it's, that yeah, the right. saggy pants are okay. Yeah. And I, it's funny, I just had this discussion with one of our co-hosts <laughs> yeah. of this other show, Tehran, who wears a robe. He's a brother man who wears a robe. And I was yeah. like, what's the robe thing? And he explained to me, it's really beautiful, about judging you in the content of your character and how you look. And yeah. He's actually he's gone to law school, but he's like, he's totally smart and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he wears a robe. Yeah. And people get disarmed all the time. It's like, well, like, who's this like, homeless guy or bum walking around? Yeah. He's a very smart guy. So it's yeah. funny that you just, you came in and just said that on the show just now. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. So that is, that is very controversial. Yeah, people a lot saying, of people don't agree. No. A lot of people, a lot of educated brothers. I've had, yeah. you know, some great conversations. I just going backwards and we're supposed to be moving forward and and, you know, and I'm like no you know by doing that you give it power by so, doing that so, you give it power so you're saying the, the collective like everybody they, they, they will say they as non-blacks look at our the way we dress and just and that we must not be smart you're saying screw that turn yeah. it around to them right. and say they look at us and know that we are smart no matter how we dress yeah or just don't make assumptions right, right. let talk to the person, you know, don't necessarily assume things. And, and, you know, I, I grew up, so Missouri, I moved around. I was, I was in the South for quite a bit. A yeah. lot of racism, a lot oh, of racism. Yeah, I mean, Are you kidding me? I oh, mean, yeah. Missouri's kind of been putting on mat with the, put on the mat with the whole Ferguson thing. So but people know, so and, and, but it's, it's real, you yeah. know? Yeah. And, um, you, one of the things I said to myself was because I was judged a lot by how I looked was that I wasn't going to do that to somebody else. And, and actually I, I, I I mean, I made, I set that, you know, pick in the ground because I felt the pain of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if I see somebody, even, even, uh, you know, even young brothers now, I go up to them and I talk to them and tell me what you want to do, what you're about. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not, oh, pull up your pants, do this, whatever. No. And what's really funny is I do, I do, I do um, volunteer work too with young, young men between 12 and 17, black and Latino. What's funny is when you just talk to them and give them attention, like just a reg, you talk to them like a regular Guy, they really appreciate it. That's how it should be. I mean, but you know, you know, I mean, you know sometimes we have a tendency to talk to them. Like I have a tendency, like I'm a father and grandfather. Oh, I have I a see tendency right, right. to put put that face on. Yeah. And I'm not their daddy. I'm right, like, right, I'm like right, you know, right. who the f for you? Like you know, what I'm like, yeah. but when, or you start judging them. They can see the judgment in your eyes. And either they have tattoos or you see their hair. Right, right. right. So yes. when you come in with no judgment, yeah. And say, hey, I'm I'm James, you know, and I'm going to lead this workshop or whatever. You just talk to them. I just found they're more receptive. Yeah, yeah, big time. They just, they just don't talk I think to anybody. You. I think anybody would, though. I mean, I, I right, think no, it, right, like, right. like anybody would, you know. Let's, let's remind people, though, that, you know, that people are teenagers and that they're, they're people, too. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You know, not just adults, but they're people also. Yeah, and they're, they, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a big deal. I, I, feel, I feel really strongly about it. And so, you know, when, when I get the opportunity to, uh, to see a young person... 
um, I tell them, they say, oh, man, you look young. And I'm like, you do look young. Look I'm like, listen. <laughs> I said you black folks. I'm, I'm, I'm young and you can be doing exactly what I'm doing and looking young as well. Yes. That's you true. know, so. we don't have the, we're not the secret, we're not the only ones. We can everybody just do what we do. Like there's a million folks who can be doctors, so, and people can do my job in a minute, yeah. second. But we but we're just saying that we are examples that you can do it too. Like you just if we can do it, you can do it too. That's crazy. I'm just going to bring this up too. Is you know I talk to young guys. <clears throat> it's it's who you it's who you it's who you can identify yourself with. So a lot of young brothers can identify themselves with an athlete, or they can identify themselves with a hip hop star very easily, right? Um, but you also can identify yourself with scientists, lawyers, and doctors, right? Because historically, we have been uh, we, we have been in those fields across mm-hmm. the board, right? So it's mm-hmm. you. Know, I think one of the things that I was able to do at an early age was was to identify myself in all of those people. I play basketball in college. Yeah, right. I can hoop. Yeah. I listen to hip hop. Yes, but also can kill it in the classroom. And so I talk to these young guys who go, oh, we gonna, I'm going to get this money. I'm going to go to the league. And then I, I challenge them. I say, okay, you know, do you know the average span of a professional athlete's career? Okay, he might get two to three years. Say he make a mil for two to three years. Now he makes three million. Okay, I'm going to go to medical school. I'm going to come out and I'm going to practice medicine for, I mean, lifespans. I'm, yeah. I'm just going to be conservative. Yeah. 40 years. Yeah, right. I might make half a meal a year, depending on, mm-hmm. depending on you know, the specialty. Yeah. Well, you went to the league for three years. <laughs> yes, you made three million. Yeah, I practiced medicine for 40 years, half a meal a year. I made 20 million. Yeah. So if you got that money. Yes. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yes. So I, that's, how, that's how I approach yeah. my motivation is I always try to give people you know, a counter logic to conventional wisdom. Yeah, I like that. I, I had um, Kerry Rose, the actor and former football player here on my show recently. Uh, we, we actually talked about how we need to start changing people's minds that to get to the NFL, it's like 1%. Oh, man. Like, it's so much easier to be a doctor. Yeah, this, yeah exactly. <laughs> so that's why I was tying that together. I'm like, it's like, hello, folks. <laughs> Or host or whatever, or producer. I'm like, it's, it's easier to do those things. So much easier. Than trying to get to NFL or NBA. Like, it's, it really is a low percentage compared to, compare to everybody in the world who plays high school and college. I mean, it's, yeah. it's just, it's not yeah. that easy, folks. And, and, don't, and don't get it, you know, I don't want folks to get it twisted. It's not like I would ever, you know, tell a young person, like, don't pursue your right, dreams. Because exactly. that would be counter to what, <laughs> yeah, right, everything, exactly. I, my right. whole message. But the idea is, as at a young age, if they, if, if, People can identify themselves with all these different fields and everything is on the table. Yes. Everything is on the yes. table. So I don't want you to take going to medical school off the table. I don't want yes. you to take going to law school off the table. No. I want you to consider them all equally. Right. And then say, I'm multi-talented. Okay. Do several. Uh, let me see what I want to do with my yeah, life. Right. right? Exactly. Like, I want it to be that. I love options. You know? yeah, I love having on. options. Come on now. Because now I've, done, I've had several careers. It's a beautiful and, thing. You no, know, it is. Because it's helped me today. Yeah. When I apply for things or whatever, I, I have I have lots of experience. I research insurance and medical. I have all kinds of stuff going on. Yeah, event yeah. planning. I can, do, I can do all kinds of stuff because I kept my options open. Like you said, I was like, I'll try this. I'll do this. I'll try that. Degree. I got letters after my name. I got a lot of letters after my name. Thank yeah. God. I mean, I worked very hard for them. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you know. we out here. I tell people yeah. all the time. Hey, folks well, that's why see I have me. you here. That's why with, with the face, he's here. <laughs> folks he's see here. me in the now, clinic. Can we show just a picture of him in front of the uh, the uh, plane? Yes. Because you were in the Air Force. Yes. And yeah. so speaking of just even continuing that, this conversation about that, um, so how was the Air Force for you? Like, what did it do it was, for you? You know, it was great. My dad was a Marine, like, like I mentioned earlier. So did he and like so you being in the Air Force? He, was... he said, you're going to the Air Force. He's oh, like, oh, funny. Okay. He's like, you're not, not going to go to the Navy? No, not a Marine. Okay. So um, the Air Force was great. Okay. I traveled the world. Um, I got to see a lot of really cool places, got to work with a lot of, a lot of great people, learned a lot about leadership, learned a lot about giving military is amazing. It's, you know, I, I tell people it's not, it's not for everyone. So it depends on where you're coming from. So for me, you know, I knew I was going to serve. I didn't know how I was going to do it, but the opportunity presented itself when I got, when I got accepted into medical school, it's like, Hey, how how am I going to pay for Medical school. Yeah, yeah. And so I applied for a scholarship, and I commissioned as a, as a second lieutenant, and then they sent me to medical school. Wow. But uh, Air Force was great. 
I uh, initially started out training in surgery, and then um, a recruiter came and talked to us about being a flight surgeon. And the second line out of his mouth was, we're going to teach you how to fly jets. I'm like, boop. In. Oh, in. I'm in. No, don't say no more. What do I sign? I don't need any more. What do I sign? Um, and so in the fly. Air Force, they have a specific role. Wow. He's called a flight surgeon. He practices aerospace medicine. So I practice aerospace medicine. Okay. My patients were primarily pilots. Okay. I was the only medical provider, well, the flight surgeon in a role, yeah. is the only individual that can say when a person can fly. Okay. So for me to say you are capable of doing your job, I need to understand and be able to do that. So if I say it's okay for you to fly a jet, and we're talking, we're not, we're not talking little, little Cessna's single, you know, single engine prop. We're talking jets. Yeah, that picture. Tens, like, yeah. millions of dollar jets. And yeah. so the Air Force, in its wisdom, has decided we need doctors that can fly to make sure these guys are medically qualified to get in the air and do it. So, uh, so yeah, that, that, that jet's actually the T thirty eight. That's our training jet. It wasn't a mission jet. That's the one we spent uh, spent most of our training hours in. Wow. Yeah, it was cool, man. Cool. So flying a jet fly is a amazing. Plane. You can fly a plane. Flying a jet's amazing. That must be just like the most amazing experience. Oh, it's just so exhilarating. You feel so free. God, I guess so. You can just move in all directions, all planes. Oh, yeah. flip. Oh gosh, it's oh, amazing. God. It was a lot of fun. So I mean, okay. So, <clears throat> like I said, there's so much to ask you about that. Uh, okay, so. I don't know where to go because because you're a surgeon, you do medical school, but you're also yeah. a jet a pilot. Yeah, I mean, like, have you ever had any really crazy situations? I mean, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> a few in-flight emergencies where yeah. I was in two seaters doing some training. Uh, where we had to come back early, and you you, you kind of get a little your heart rate goes yeah. up a little bit trying to figure out if the engine's going out or whatever. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'd probably say those are. Those are probably some of the most interesting times is uh, wow. is when you have in-flight emergencies. But I will I'll tell you this story. So I was a, a flight surgeon is not attached to a hospital. So my okay. so in the organizational structure, you can be a doc and work for a hospital and right. you, in your leadership command are other physicians. So you work okay. for other physicians. You're in a medical group. Flight okay. surgeons are typically operational assets, so that means you're attached to an operational unit, so you move out with your unit. You're like the medical element oh, okay. of the unit. Okay. Um, so I got to go on a lot of missions, and I have combat hours. So the first wow. time <laughs> I flew a combat mission, uh, it was deployed. I didn't tell my wife. Oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> because it was voluntary. Yeah. Right? So the doc doesn't necessarily have to go, but after you go on the road so much with your – I mean, they're your bros. Yeah, your yeah, brothers. Yeah, this yeah. is your crew. After yeah. you go on the road so much, you want to get in the game. That makes sense. Right? Makes and sense. so um, first time I flew <laughs> combat mission, got some combat hours, I didn't tell my wife until I got back and she flipped out. <laughs> I went too. I was like, Excuse you. Yeah. So like, what was that about? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she's like, you actually went. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. You uh, you get to fly. It was it was yeah. awesome. It was it was awesome. Well, Got to do some cool missions. Why great, surgery? Great work. Why surgery? Um, of all the parts of the medicine, so many different medical professions. Yeah. In there. So I liked surge. I I loved operating. So I liked being in the OR. Um. Yeah. I loved anatomy. So I liked. Yeah. You know, it's 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 funny. I tell you know I. I in medical school, I just wanted to see what was underneath the skin. Like, I was that type of person. I was just like, let's get them open. Let's see what's in there. <laughs> um, so, like, first year, like, you know, anatomy cadaver lab was, like, so much fun. But, um, yeah, so in the operating room, the surgeon has uh, – he's running the show. Yeah, I know you are, obviously. He, he's, like – he's literally the man in do there. Do you play music in there and stuff? And so you can do whatever you want. Okay. And the first time, first time tell I operated, tell, <laughs> tell me, first time I operated with a brother. Yeah. Oh, how funny. oh <laughs> it was hip hop. Oh all God. Day long. It was <laughs> so cool though. <laughs> I mean, just imagine yeah. these brothers in there cutting over somebody. Hey, okay. Get, is the patient ready? All right. Hey, turn that 50 up. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it. that's, that's the yeah. stuff, you know, that's on TV, but yeah, yeah it, it was, it was a lot of fun. I just, you know, I just loved uh, the attention to detail that was involved and the specificity of it. And, um, how it was, it was high stakes. I mean, yeah, you're, yeah. you're operating as high stakes. Um, so I, I, I just, I just loved it. Have you ever lost a patient? Um, yeah, 
not me as a okay. surgical, not me as a surgeon, but I've been on the team that's uh, been on the, the care team and, and have lost patients. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, first one is in, in first one in medical in medical school, and just to I say I had learn, so yeah, learning how to get it either. Yeah, never learning how to it. deliver that news is oh, it's crazy. You never forget it. First one lost nope. patient, you just you just never forget that. No, you don't. It's kind of crazy. Um, so okay, so so the air force. How long were you in the air force? About nine and some change, almost some ten change. years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So why did you decide to get out? So, a few a few reasons. Um, again, my job I was an operational asset, so I, I deployed quite a bit. Yeah. So I I, de- I deployed five times wow. in uh, in less than five years, and so I was one to one the entire time I was active duty, which means I was home just as much as I, I was gone. Okay. So if I was gone three months, I got to be home three oh, months, one to one, right? The okay. the whole time. And, you know, I, uh, my priorities changed a lot. I got married, started having kids yeah, and yeah. you just, mi- you miss stuff. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? My, my son, my first son, I was gone the first six months of his life and it, it hurt. Oh, wow. So I'm, 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 I'm overseas trying to do the mission, but I'm distracted. And I knew the moment I'm distracted, okay, it's, it's, it's somebody else's turn, yeah. you know, cause my, my, my mind is is back, back home. home yeah back yeah. at home that's so that, cool. that's really what drove drove it to yeah. get out and then the second piece which you know <laughs> yes the pay <laughs> yes <laughs> so when you're in the medical field yes uh my my pay went up almost five times when i got out <clears throat> yeah they can't compete with yeah they can't compete yeah, <laughs> you did your time though. You, yeah. you did your service. You did Absolutely. your time. Absolutely, somebody else's turn. Yeah, somebody else's turn. Then, yeah. I like that. Somebody else's turn. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you're in Sacramento. So how did you get to Sacramento? We have like Air Force. Sacramento connection. Air Force, Air Force. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Air Force. Yeah, I was I was stationed up at Bill. Um, oh yeah. yeah. I flew flew out of Bill and uh, got to Sac and first first intro to California and we're not leaving. <laughs> and Sacramento <laughs> is funny because like I said I my kids and grandkids you guys know at home know they're out there in Sacramento. And it's it's a place that I've been going to since I was like eleven. My father was in the Senate and all this stuff, so I, I know uh, all that. I know it's, it's a very a lot, of, a lot of state workers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of trees. Yeah. More trees per capita than any of any other place in the in the country. And a lot of squirrels that will stop you <laughs> and rob you of food. <laughs> Those squirrels are dangerous up there, and they're protected by law. Mm. You can't touch them. Oh man, along with the wetlands and all this. Yes, exactly. Oh, yes, gosh. exactly. But Sacramento's changing. It's like they're changing a lot there. Um, and so, and so, what exactly are you doing there? So, folks at home, what you're doing there? So, I work. Uh, I've got. To, I wear a few hats. Okay. Uh, right. So, I, I work. I work for a company. I direct a clinic uh, for for a company that practices occupational medicine. So, uh, we deal with large employers and deal all all their workers yeah. comp. Um, and recently, like I said, I wrote a book. <clears throat> I do a lot of speaking. And uh, I just started doing live motivational events, so that's probably okay. my biggest. That's actually why I'm in SoCal right now. Yeah. Uh, so down in San Diego. I mean, that's just my show, of course. Yeah. Here for the stuff. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like if I can fit it all in, yeah, it's it was, perfect. Yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so uh, doing doing live events, uh, impact, purpose, and destiny. I got one in uh, like San that. Diego coming up on Friday. Uh, but yeah, just trying to bring value to the world. Honestly, trying to do the most and and fulfill what I feel like i can bring to the world and so i'm an encourager so everything that i do that i spend my time in is in that encouraging lane i feel it, I feel it. yeah um were you always a multitasker uh you're always a person who had several interests I, like i always been a person who's had yeah. several interests yeah you know i have and mm. honestly i feel like that's okay yeah, well. because conventional wisdom tells you one thing. That's it. You need to do this and <laughs> focus on that, and and you do need to focus. Say, when I was in medical school, that's all I did, right, right, right? So there's times when you have to focus in life, but that doesn't mean that's all you're able to do. Like all the great people that I read about in history, they were multi talented. Mm-hmm. I mean. Benjamin Franklin did all kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Brother was a businessman, yes. poet, scientist, yes. inventor. You know, nowadays yeah. it's like, you know, business mogul. That's it. That's it. Right. Like, no, so no, I, you know, I, I encourage people, you know, pursue, pursue your vision, pursue your dream. If you, whatever you want to do, you can do it. You, you got a long life. If you're blessed with the life, you're blessed with time. Mm-hmm. So get out there and add value in any way that you yeah. can. And like, why not? Yeah, why not? You want you want to do an album? Then go record an album. Do it. Write Just a book. It. Write a book. Whatever. Just do it. Just yeah. but and especially in L.A., where it's a joke down here. We're the hyphenate city. Everybody's hyphenate. You talk to an Uber <laughs> driver, and they're like, "Yeah, I got my new album coming out tomorrow, and my performance of the like." Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I think there's <clears throat> there's something to be said about 
you know, seeing a goal through, you know, and, and sticking after it, going back to the persistence yeah. piece, I, there's a lot of value in that, you know. And once you have a vision that you want to do, um, you know, sticking to that, I think, is very, very important. Um, so as we include in the conversation, I'm not talking about uh, <laughs> I tried this once and now I think I'm a, because that didn't work. Yeah. Now I think I'm going to pursue plan B or pursue plan C. That's not what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking about having a vision, deciding what you want to do and then seeing it through. Now, that vision could be I got a vision to start this business. All right. Took care of that. That's rolling. Now I got a business to do this or I got a vision to do this. Got a vision to do that. Right. So yeah. it's not this hopping. And I and right. I like to I like to, you know, bring that up because that's what a lot of people do. A little bit of work here, a little bit of work here, a little bit of work here. They don't line up a lot of persistence and get a lot done in one direction. Right. Because they're doing a lot of different things. Um, so, you know, I just wanted to make sure I included that and say, Hey, I'm not talking, yeah, I'm not talking about bouncing from, yeah, you know, cause yeah. that's how you can spend a whole life yeah. and not get a lot of things You're done, not, exactly. you know? Yeah. Um, so it's more of, Hey, if you want to do it, do it, but come up with the vision first. Yeah. No, I like that. No, I'm glad you said it. Cause I want to say, I want to clarify that too. So like, yeah, I don't, I, everything that I do, I do finish it. I mean, I do finish yeah, things yeah, yeah. that I try, but you're right. When I'm doing something and I'm fully engaged in it, I am on, when I went to life coaching school, I was a yeah, life coach in for zone. it. You're in the zone. Then I, I, I completed it. Then went to something else. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. completed that. And right. it was like, now I got these three things that I can do, so yeah. to speak, in like yeah. in three years or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, I'm, glad, I'm glad you said that because I want people to think, we're going to say just like, you know, hopping around and stuff. Right. Um, what, is, what is some advice that was given to you? It doesn't matter if it was the Air Force or your mother or something mm-hmm. given to you that is kind of like your everyday mantra, so to speak, that just, that just serves you well on a daily mm. basis. Uh, so, uh, one of my mentors, um, Colonel Williams, he was a retired Colonel in the air force. He's in uh, San Antonio. That's where I did undergrad. But, um, he told me when I started to, uh, do this motivational work, I I wanted to do mentoring. I wanted to speak. He said to me really early on, you're going to have to make a decision. Either you're going to, either you're going to be going after impressing people or you're going to try to impact people. And so when he told me that, I was like, okay, well, what exactly do you mean? Because I'm out here trying to get it. I'm trying to show people you can do this, you can do that, you can do that. You can do it. You know what I mean? I got to have some credibility if I'm coming in there talking about you can do something. I ain't did nothing. So that side, okay, I'm like, what are you talking about? And he goes, okay, well, the, the, the more you stack on those accolades and you tell them about all the things that you've done, everything you've accomplished, the the further sep- the, the further they're going to separate themselves from you and they're going to think that they're not like you. He goes, "What if you want to actually impact somebody, tell them about your failures. Tell them about when you like screwed that. up. Tell them about when you failed. Tell them about when you fell on your face. Tell them about when you didn't think you could make it. Tell them about that." Because then immediately so when I go and speak at medical schools, first thing I come out with, a lot of people try to shy away from their failures when you messed up, you screwed up, like it's a bad thing. It, it's not. I go into medical schools and I, or, or pre-med, when I talk to pre-meds, people that are trying to get into medical school, I tell them, yeah, you know what? First five years I tried to get in, every school I applied to told me no. Right. And then they're like, so you telling me I'm afraid of getting rejected. But it's not that big of a deal. And then I tell them, you know, I have, I've never had one patient ask me, how long did it take you to get into medical school? It's a, it's, it's a moot point. It doesn't right. matter now. You right. know what I mean? Right. So, um, yeah, I'd probably say that's the one advice is, you know, don't aim to impress people. Aim to impact people. And if you want to impact people, tell them about your failures. I like that. Relatability. That's yeah. a, it's, a, relatability is really a great tool. Oh. To to impact the most people, it really is. And as as soon as I get, and I, I really love young people, so I was. But as soon as I get a person or a young person to say, "Wait a minute, you just like me." Exactly. That's what I'm talking right. about. You right. know, as soon, as soon as I get somebody to say that, boom! I know. I know. I got them. Yeah. I know I got yeah, it. Because yeah. then everything I everything I've done, they can do. Yes. Right? So 
It's uh, I'm, I, I get excited. I know. I'm, I'm not agree. No, I, I agree with you on that one. I completely agree because I'm just like for me, also sometimes it's even older people. Like I, I, I'm, a, I'm a professional organizer also in uh-huh. my trade. And I've had older clients who get a little stubborn. Yeah. Or they get like you know, well, I don't know. And I'm like, okay, no, I know what it feels like to have. Some days you don't feel like doing your house. I understand that. And yeah. once I let them know that I understand that and I know how it feels too, that I'm some high and mighty guy coming in telling you, you know, organize every day and you'll be yeah. better. It's like, no, I understand some days you don't feel like it. But I'm going to show you a way to do this so that even on those days you don't feel like it, it still won't be as bad as it is now. Yeah, honor, honor the struggle. Honor the struggle. Honor, honor the struggle, you know. And I, I think people, a lot of people, that you know, they're just people that are people that are going through stuff. You know, they want somebody to honor their struggle and, and, and speak to you know the, the difficult times, things that they're trying to trying to get through. You know, and I think that that's held really highly for people. You know, they they, they want to know that you you understand them before. Uh, you know, you're gonna you're gonna come in here and try to tell me what I need to do <laughs> yes. with my life. <laughs> people want to be heard. Yeah, and, yeah that's like a, that's like someone. It was funny. Someone told me, one of my guests. I learn stuff from you guys all the time on my shows, and said to me, he changed his opinion about uh, homeless people. He was saying that uh, every once in a while you'll be driving down the street and a person almost walk you know walk against the lights. Yeah, 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 yeah. Slow down the street, and he goes, "I just get mad at them." Of course, like I'm in a hurry, I got things to do. Oh my god! Because wait a minute, they just want to be seen. They feel invisible. It's a uh, weird way of trying to be seen. Yes, I'm going to stop the traffic by just walking. They have nothing to lose. Yeah, but that's but that's the thing. And I was like, I never even thought of it before. And I'm like, oh my god, I get it. But like everybody wants to be seen and heard. Yes. No matter what age you are. Yes. It's that validation that I have something that I'm here. Yeah, and I'm valuable and I've got something to bring the world bring right. to the world, you know? It's Absolutely. A, it's an amazing thing. And I think coaches, I love coaches and I love coaching. I'm part of the International Coach Federation. Okay. And I, you go to these meetings and I get a natural high. Like I feel with you right now, I feel like yeah. a high. I feel like I'm high. It's yeah. a natural because yeah, we yeah. because we people don't people don't just come to this profession for just the money. Yeah, we obviously have something invested. I feel like for you, you have something invested. Yeah, yeah that's why you're in this is coaching space. Yeah, yeah. One of uh, one of the one of the pains that I see is you know when I interact with someone, and um, you know they they tell me about what their vision was or what they wanted to do, but then the next thing that comes out of their mouth is you know why it didn't work or why it didn't happen for them, and so. I always asked my, ask myself when I was younger because I, I talked to people in my family and everybody's story was like that. Oh, I used to be good at this or I really wanted to do this. But, you know, uh, life happened. Um, I, uh, I had kids. Uh, this, 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 right? And then all the, all the excuses kind of came after that. And I always wondered, well, how is my life going to be different? How is my life going to be different than, you know, wanting this dream yeah. and then not, not doing it, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, I, you know, I... I, I think that's the you know that's the biggest pain that I have, and that's the pain that I'm I'm using my energy to alleviate in the world is you know is is, is telling people hey look let, let's double down on you mm-hmm. you know I agree let's on that. double down on you what you want to do what you what vision that you have for yourself double down on that you know right. and then let's get it popping because it's so it's just so it does hurt it hurts me when I see someone stuck yeah. When you can feel it, because I know you know feeling, when you feel that you know they're stuck, like you know it's there, and either their self-esteem or someone's told them you can't right. do it or something like, let's let's unstick that. Like you can uh, just, let's get that out of your brain, the white noise or black noise, whatever noise you want to call it, out right. of your brain right. to unlock that door so you'll go through it. Yeah. When you see them not going through the door, it's just like, oh my God. Or you see opportunities coming to them, and they don't answer the door. Yeah. You're like, answer the door. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm speaking metaphorically, of course, but you know, like answer the door. There's something right there. And you're just like you're blocked. All I'm thinking about is that new uh, that new documentary that uh, just came out um, about uh, the uh, Im- imprisonment rates. Oh wow! Is there one? And uh, it's um, I'm sorry. I don't even see the 13th or 14th. I think it's yeah. So it, it's basically talking about um, the imprisonment rates and the pris- how the prison populations have grown. And you know it's a it's it's a massive massive problem, but I think at the root of it is identity. Yeah. What do you think about yourself? What do you believe about yourself? Completely. You know what I'm saying? Like I, that. That's really what it is. Completely. Yeah. Um, you know, but no, it's great. I think it's I think it's called four. I think it's 14th. I'm I'm blanking on it right now because well, you know, I got, is, this, you got know, these cameras on me. Yeah, I know these cameras on me. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's talk. You don't worry about it. No, it's one of those things where I always feel like that. You know, we come from slavery. 
Yeah. We come from a slavery mentality still sometimes for some people. Where you almost enslave yourself in your thoughts yeah, of 13, what you... 13. 13. Yeah. Where you enslave yourself in your thoughts and you're chained to your thoughts of how you see yourself or how others see you. And you don't... You have to break that chain, basically. Yeah. Yeah. You have, to, yeah. you have to unbind yourself out of that. And not look. You know, we were talking about that validation, too. I, I think a piece of it is also being able to self-validate because, yes. you know... I'm telling you, man. People see me now, <laughs> bro. I <laughs> see even young, even young brothers that see me, even even young guys in the military that would see me, they'd be like, "Man, you ain't been through nothing. What you grew? What you grew up in the suburbs? What's your mileage? You had a silver spoon. What you ate? You know." And it's it's crazy, you know. Opens his mouth, you can tell he's yeah. You know, yeah. so it's 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 yeah. it's crazy how. Um, you know, it's hard for it's, it's hard for folks to believe, you know, about these progressions, but it's also about what they believe about themselves. Yeah, I agree with you. What you believe about yourself? Let's talk that briefly about that about, about okay about our looks because you know in our society in our in our community, light skin to dark skin is oh, a whole man. Oh, spectrum. Yeah, bring it up, man. Come you on, man, you, you know how it is. Oh, this is good. I, I'm medium brown, and you're a little lighter. And I I, I always have talks to this people is good. On, on my shows about how. People perceive that if you're darker skinned, you can't be smart or mm. in authority. Mm. If you're lighter skinned, of course, it means mm. you're a little, a little better. What's going on? So, what are some of the things that have happened for you in terms of that whole? So, I'm just gonna I'm gonna tell you when I was in the uh, seventh grade. Okay, I would actually go home and cry in the evenings because I wasn't dark skinned. Wow. Grow up in a black community. My mom, my mom's, my mom's half Mexican. Okay. And so that's where that came from. My dad's my dad's brown skin. Yeah. In the black community where I grew up in the South, that complexion was a big deal. Yeah, I know. And so I was I was white boy my whole life. Even my family. Yes. I'm like, how the hell you call me white boy? You know who my daddy is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yes. I mean, but your family can say some right, stuff to you. You know, huh? and so um yeah. I you know, people people have used that against me and saying, "Oh, well, it was easier for you. Oh, they like you. Okay. Um, you know, uh, you're closer to them, so they're more comfortable." But at the end of the day, you know, when people see me, they see a, they see a black man, they see a black male, and so yes, when I see a brother, light skin, dark skin, whatever skin, <laughs> yes, I know he didn't been through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know it. Ain't no question about it. Nope. Um, you know, and it's so funny because. That's one of the inner kind of. Uh, <laughs> that's one of my inner kind of like deep like man. I'm trying to get a tan as much as I can because in my in my head, the darker that I am, the more it validates what I'm talking yeah, about. That's true. That's very true. You know what I mean? Yes. Then you you're not gonna be able to say, oh, you know, you like skin or whatever. You know, so. Um, I, I've, you know, I, I, I got some feelings about, about that, that too, sure, but yeah. no, no, absolutely not. People see me. I'm a, I'm a black dude black all yeah. day long. Yeah. Um, and you know, that's, that's just, the, that's just the way it is. I, I'm funny even, you know, I probably shouldn't say this, but say it. I was so, <laughs> my son is brown skin. I prayed to God <laughs> that the brother would have some color. I, I'm not going to lie. God knows I'm telling the truth. I was like, Lord, let him have some color because when he do well, they ain't going to have nothing to say. <laughs> I, know, I like being but a little no, darker. Yeah, yeah, like it was, I, I'm, no, my sister's like the... Like the like the like the brown skin brothers too. They can't get with the they can't get with the <laughs> light skin brothers. All my sisters, all give, my sisters. Give like the, light skin brothers some love like, too. Like the, they're yeah, still exactly. black. We, we out here. You can't, you can't help it. <laughs> I come from a very mixed race family, and they're all and, and a lot of them from, from Louisiana. They're all Creole. My father. Yeah. They're all light skinned, and I'm one of the dark ones in the family. My brothers and sisters are all light. I'm like, I like being darker. I have no problem uh, with that. Man, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, whole year I cried, man, because <laughs> I, I I was tired of being white boys. Dude, I was tired. <laughs> but see, I had the problem of you speak very well. You must be. You must be vanilla or trying to be white. Because mm. I'm darker speaking this way. Oh, where my lighter skin too. brother and sister, they got away with it more because they were lighter. Yeah, oh, it's more acceptable. Too. But I get the whole thing. Well, you, you, you're you a zebra. You're an Oreo. I got all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's, you know, we, we, we've got to get a little bit past that. You know, we've got to get past that in in the community yeah. because we it's, it's what we believe about ourselves. If we believe yes. that that's not appropriate or that's not likened to. And I'll, I'll tell you another thing people used to tell me. And I actually used to think it was a compliment when I was younger. Tell me, tell me. They used to say, 
Yeah, but you, I mean, you're not black. You're not really black. Right? And so when my consciousness level was low, I thought that that was like, oh wow, I'm I'm making some bridges, you know they, you know I'm 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 moving up, you know I'm 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 actually you know making connections with this person when they were able to say that. Then as my consciousness rose, I'm like, that's a, actually an insult. Yeah. That's a very racist statement, mm-hmm. you know, because you know it's like, oh my gosh. If you are now taking me out of this group yes. and making me the exception, then you can keep all of your little thoughts and preconceived notions and stereotypes. You can keep all that intact and still interact with me because now you've taken me, taken me out of that. Yep. Right. Um, and so it's like, oh, my gosh. I was dealing with these individuals that were straight up telling me what they thought about my people to my face and trying to compliment me by saying, you're not black, black. (laughs) Oh, my God. I had the same experience. It's crazy. I had the same experience to say, um, I don't think of you as black, James. I think of you as James. Yeah. Mm. I used to say the same thing. I used to think, oh, it's a compliment. They actually accept me. Mm. Then I realized, they say it later, you go, oh, wait a minute. So they have a certain view of what black is. Right, exactly. It's obviously negative. Yeah. It's not you. Then I'm like, it's not I'm you. Like, That's what they're in, saying. I grew up in South LA. I'm like, I grew up in the ghetto. I'm like, I'm black is where black people are. But we come in very different spectrums anyway, first of all. We're not yeah. all the same. Yeah. But I was like, oh, so you're saying I'm not I'm the N-word, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, what That's what you're saying. Right, 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 right. So we we out here. I, you know, when I see patients and they they, 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 oh my gosh, you're you're a doctor? Wow, I, I haven't seen oh, a, haven't seen a black doctor. I haven't seen a lot of black doctors. I'm like... Yeah, we out here. Yeah, they're, they're, well, <laughs> my uncle, Doctor Mark Lott, he's at Sentinel Hospital. He's we a out here. He's, okay. out, he's out there. He's out there. So, we can talk, so the last thing I ask is because I can talk to you forever. Ah, man, this has been again. a lot of fun. Let's actually, um, this has been a lot, a lot of thank fun. Thank you, thank you. It's going again. Um, I'm all about language, so I ask my que- my same two questions to my guests, and yeah. I don't, I don't. You guys know at home, I don't prep them ahead of time, unless no. they've watched the show and they know the questions. But I usually don't ask them. It's the same two questions. One. What word in the English language should we take out? Never say again. First thing that uh, I'm sure uh, I'm gonna say too, but 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 can't. I would a good one. probably say can't and and no, but can't more so yeah. can't. Because actually, it goes with everything we were saying in the show. Can't. But you say we say can't negates everything. You just all of a sudden you just the walls up. Then you say yeah. can't, the walls up. Yeah, that's okay. I like that. And what word do you think we should say more of? Actually, in the vocabularies. Um. I, I more more of I, more of I am, but Ooh, I like um, more more of I am, and then affirming uh, who who you are. So uh, uh, positive affirmations. Like so that. using I I am in a positive way. Um, we we use I am. A lot of people use I am, and if they don't police their language, it's actually I, I just I just shot like a, a a webcast video on like policing your policing your language. Yes. But if you're not policing your language. Those what follows I am, what follows I am is like your deepest truth. So when you say I am whatever, yes, that is really what you believe. And you know, I'm, I'm I mean, I'm, I'm Christian. My, my book, I talk about my faith, and yes, and you, you know, you know, I've, God says He's the great I am, the great I am, you know, so I am has power. So when you say I am whatever. I am beautiful, I am successful, I am wealthy, you know, I am a, you know, a lender, not a borrower. That I am is very powerful. So I, I want I want people to use the I am in the positive, uh, you know, affirmative way more. That's what I would say. Well, I am a fan of yours. That's, woo! And I, I, am, and I am honored you were on my show oh, today. Oh, man. Thank you, man. It was, it was great. I really, had a, I really had a great time. I hope, um, you know, I hope, I hope it brought some value, value to folks in. Um, you, you know, ClarenceLeeJr.com if folks want to learn say, more about me. where they can find you on there. Yeah, so if you want to find me, um, ClarenceLeeJr.com. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, yes. Pinterest, everything. <laughs> uh, my Twitter handle is uh, CMLeeJr. Um, and that's Instagram as well, CM Lee Jr. But you know, I'm all about uplifting and encouraging people. And at the end of the day, you've got a vision. You've been put here for a reason. And I want to help you. I want to help you actualize that vision. 
I like that. And I'm James Law Jr. You can follow me at James Law Jr. on all social media platforms. My uh, blog that comes out every day, which is the superorganizeruniverse.com. My radio show, the SOS show on adrenalineradio.com every Friday morning where we talk about life coaching stuff and all things there. Breaking into as a Facebook page. So go ahead and like that page and like us there. You can find this show and others on the uh, Black Hollywood Live. Oh, snap. <laughs> Black Hollywood Live, <laughs> iTunes. I can still, I'm a professional. I can still do this. iTunes and YouTube under Breaking Into. It's me, James Lott Jr. Um, and you can follow us on there, of course, and all of our other shows on Black Hollywood Live. Thank you for watching. I'll see you next time. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagram, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. The views expressed here are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.